they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast. Bringing you your NBA news. It's on. That's right, it is a playoff time. I'm your host, Ben Gross. And as always, I have with me the always reliant. The always caring Stephen Schwanda. Celebrate good times. Come, Come on. on. Yes. And the first time ever. We're excited here in the great state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. As the first time ever in the draft lottery era. The Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. has won. The draft lottery. I wish we had the rights to cue the Mason audio of yeah. him, of him saying Detroit basketball, but we don't have that kind of pull to get Mason to say Detroit basketball. Mm-hmm. But we're excited. Number one pick, Cade Cunningham, coming our way. He has already made the announcement that he's only visiting one team, and that is the Pistons, since they have the number one pick. Nice to see that he's uh, you know not confident or anything. Yeah, that he's going to go number one. But yeah, the Pistons. Winning the lottery, this just happened about uh, two hours, well, just l- under two hours ago from where when we're starting this right now. Yep. Pistons 1, Rockets 2, Cavs 3, Raptors 4, Magic 5, Oklahoma City 6. The Timberwolves should be 7, but thanks to that awesome trade for uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Anthony Andrew Wiggins, Golden State has 7. Mm-hmm. Orlando Magic, speaking of great trades with the Bulls, they have eight, thanks to the Bulls, or the Magic trading um, some people away to the to the Bulls there. Kings have nine, Pelicans 10, Hornets 11, Spurs 12, Pacers 13, Warriors 14, their actual pick. So Golden State's got seven and 14 to do some things with. Orlando has five and eight. That they could do some things with. I mean, do you try to, if you're Orlando, do you try to, I mean, and then they say, are you, if they do it, if you're Detroit, if Orlando offers you five and eight for one, do you do it? Do you take two top 10 players over one overall? Maybe not. Mm. But if you're, if you're Houston at two, yeah, you take five and eight for two, right? Like, yeah, I would for that. You know, you take, you yeah. take, you take two and a second round pick or so for five and eight, right? Like you, you, so we'll see if some of those teams with like does Golden State trade seven and fourteen for the Cavs third pick or something? I mean, for right. example, who knows? Maybe they want Jalen Suggs at three. That would be um, interesting. I just think, or do they trade Wiseman plus one of their picks for a proven star? Do they? Uh, what direction do right. they go? Here's the thing with Golden State. Clay should be back. Steph, almost by himself, basically got them to the playoffs. They lost in the play-in, obviously, but they were positioned to be the eighth seed. So you get Clay back with Steph, with Draymond Green, with Andrew Wiggins. Do you keep James Wiseman? Do you add two lottery picks to that team? And see what you got. Right. That's what I personally would do. Or 
do you say, hey, our window is very, very small here. Mm-hmm. We're going to package seven and Wiseman for, you know, a star who could really help us. Here's the problem is who are you going to get? Because it seems like, and maybe things will change, obviously, through the offseason, but the names that are around right now that are either unhappy or their teams are not going well or whatever, are you, you hear the names, are, oh, it's Damian Lillard maybe going to the Lakers or this guy or that. They're guards. They're people that the Warriors right. don't need. The Warriors don't need guards. They have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson when they're healthy. They don't need guards. They got Draymond. So do you get a big? Do you get another wing if, if Andrew Wiggins isn't the answer? I personally, I think a healthy lineup of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman with add two lottery picks to that team, plus the bench that they have a nice core and nucleus that actually got some added experience this year. I think they're a top-four team in the West next year, and then you give yourself a chance in the playoffs and you see what happens. That's what I would do. We'll see if they try to change, you know, trade James Wiseman and a pick for someone, if they try to just keep James Wiseman but trade both lottery picks for a star. The thing, you, to them, they, 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 they need a three or four, well, a three or a five, really. You have Draymond at the four. And if you think that you got to get a three better than Andrew Wiggins, but I like Andrew Wiggins. I don't know. It just it'll be interesting to see. Does, does Orlando just stay at five and eight? Do they try to move up? The Pistons should absolutely draft Cade Cunningham at one. They shouldn't listen to any anything else. End it. That's fine. But yeah, this this just happened tonight. So we obviously we had to talk about the draft lottery, and we're excited about it. But there's more. Mainly, obviously. Mm-hmm. We have come to that special time of the year where it's Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. And then, obviously, the winners play in the NBA Finals. You know how this works. And last night, there actually was not a game at all. There was an NBA game at all, which broke, obviously. It was the first, since the playoffs started, it was the first yep. night you know, without any NBA games. That, you know, Basically, since the All-Star break, it was the first night without any NBA games on. But now we're just straight every other night. So tonight, just giving you the, the rundown. Tonight, game two of the Sun Series against the Clippers. Tomorrow, game one, Bucks Hawks. Thursday, Suns Clippers. Fridays, Bucks Hawks. Saturday, Suns you, you see where this is going, right? Yep. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, yep. Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, yep. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, there may be. There's a possibility that Sunday, July 4th, there would not be a game at all. Well, either way, there's not going to be a game on July right, 4th. Right, right, right. There's not going to And then that Monday, July 5th, would be game seven of the Bucks hawks if the Eastern Conference Finals go seven. And if the Western Conference Finals go seven, that series would be done on Friday because obviously they started uh, beforehand. So... Either way, for the next, you know, week and a half, we have high-level Western Conference, Eastern Conference, finals, basketball matchups every night, which we're really excited about. So that's awesome, obviously. So there's there's a schedule. That's what you know what you're in for. 
if you didn't know by now, we'll tell you. The Western Conference Champion Finals, the Western Conference Championship, is all on ESPN. Yep. The Eastern Conference Finals, all on TNT. Western Conference Finals, starting a little bit later out west for you people, 9 p.m. Eastern for us. Six o'clock there on the on the West Coast. Where the Eastern Conference Finals on TNT start at 8.30. So 5.30 uh, local time for you guys out on the, on the West Coast. But those are our matchups. We know what we have. Um, I'll quickly, quickly just mention it because I just feel like it needs to be mentioned. Obviously, the Nets lost. Um, which, to the Bucks in Game 7, it was a great game. If you have been a loyal listener to this program, we have been talking all year about how we're worried about the Nets' defense Mm -hmm. and worried about Steve Nash being a first-year head coach trying to coach a win-now veteran team. Now, obviously, they had some injuries. They had terrible luck. Kevin Durant missed. I mean, all three of the big three missed games during the year you know Durant Irving and Harden all missed games during the year KD a little bit earlier and then came back and then missed some more Harden missed basically all of April and May Kyrie now missed basically every important game in this Bucks series so obviously that was a factor they still had enough talent to win they still had the better team Steve Nash showed what we were talking about all year Mm -hmm. that you do not have a rookie head coach coach a win now ready team you just don't steve nash is was a great player i'm sure he's i've never met him i'm sure he's a great guy obviously he knows basketball i'm not saying that he's stupid and doesn't know basketball that would be dumb of me to say that but it was clear that he is not was not. Maybe this year is he, he learned and next year he'll be fine, but he was not ready to coach that team. Now that could lead us to a whole different longer discussion for another day of right. why would someone like Steve Nash get this opportunity right away when other people have to pay their dues, have to be an assistant for five, six, seven years, go to this team, go to this team, go to this team, work their way up until they finally get an opportunity. And Steve Nash was just handed the keys to the car right away. Again, that would be a longer discussion for another day and a different topic. Just focusing on this topic, he clearly was outcoached by a coach that, talking to some Bucks fans that I know, isn't really that good of a coach. They don't, they're not even crazy about yeah. Bud there in Milwaukee. So, and he was clearly out coached. So that just kind of shows you, you know, cause Kevin Durant was outstanding in those last, you know, few games. And here's the thing that you have to remember. If you can remember all this and actually you don't even have to remember that long ago. Cause we said it like two weeks ago on the show, the nets won the first two games. And we said at the time, all the Nets did was what they were supposed to do. They won their two games at home. Mm-hmm. Now we'll go back to Milwaukee. We'll see what happens. Right. Well, all that happened after the Nets won the first two games, 
Milwaukee won four of the next five. Right. Milwaukee was four and one in the last five games of that series after being down 0-2. Yeah. And that includes a game where Kevin Durant went a triple double with like 48, 17, and 11, and another 40 point game. And so it wasn't, <laughs> they were doing it. It was still that the Bucks found a way. Bless you. Thank you. The Bucks still found a way to win four of their last five after being down 0 2. Let's give credit, and we're just because we're talking about it right now, let's give credit where credit's due with Giannis in those five games 33 14 and 2, 34 12 and 3, 34 12 and 4, 30 17 and 3. And in game seven, played 50 minutes, shot almost 63% from the field, yeah. and went 40 13 and 5. Yep. Yeah. On the road, on the road in a game seven, 40, 13, and five while shooting 62.5%. We round that up to 63% in 50 minutes of a 50, because it went into overtime. So of a 52-minute game, 53-minute game, yeah, went, went into overtime, 48 minutes plus five. I can do that math. In a 53-minute game, he played 50, <laughs> he played 50 minutes, scored 40, 13, and five, and shot 63% from the field. And his team goes four and one. In those last five games I just told you about. 40, 13, and 5, 30, 17, and 3, 34, 12, and 4, 34, 12, and 3, 33, 14, and 2. Every single one of those games he played almost 40 minutes. He played 38, 43, 42, and 41 minutes, and then 50 minutes. So he's averaging over 40, what, 44, point, 44 minutes a game mm-hmm. in the last five. Just absolutely outstanding. Give him all the credit in the world because he deserves it. KD was great, but, you know, Giannis, they found a way. I'm happy for the Bucks. And real quickly, I just have to say this. And people who know me know that I'm definitely not a LeBron fan. I don't have to, I don't have to say that. But I don't hate him. I mean, he's never done anything to me. I don't know. I've never met him. I don't know. There's a few people that I know that, have, that know him or that coach for his AU program or whatever, so they know him a little bit. And obviously they have good things to say about him. He started a school. He gives away tons of money. He's involved in his kid's life. He's still married to his high school sweetheart. There's been no issues off the court. But there's no reason to hate the the person, the man, right? And he's a great player. He's phenomenal. So I'm I'm not even talking to LeBron. This goes to LeBron's fans. Because on Saturday night, Right before I went to bed, I made the mistake of going on social media after that game, right? And here's the thing. The Lakers and LeBron, they lost in the first round. LeBron just had the worst playoffs he's ever had. Facts. Like, that's, I'm not just, that's facts. He's averaged the least amount of points, the least amount of rebounds, the least amount of assists, and shot the worst percentage. He had the worst playoffs he's ever had. Okay. Right. Yeah. Your, your team's eliminated in the first round. And then here it is. After we just saw a great overtime game seven, tremendous performance from two outstanding players, Giannis, Kevin Durant, you know, the Bucks, the Nets. And I get on social media and I see a bunch of LeBron fans talking about him, talking about how, 
oh, KD couldn't get the job done like LeBron did. Oh, LeBron always used to go through the East. What was the problem with KD? Oh, see, he's not this good. Oh, KD has this game one time and we all talk about it. LeBron did it seven times in a row. In games that they all lost, by the way, but whatever. But yeah, but but that's but that's my, just think how silly it is. Mm-hmm. Is there any other fan base? And I understand professional sports is more individual player than team. So is there any fan base who would say like let's just let's just think Trey Young for the Hawks? We'll talk about the Hawks more here in a second. How stupid would it sound? I'm a big Steph Curry fan. How stupid would it sound if after Trey Young had this huge game and, and it eliminates, you know, Philadelphia, if I go, well, that was a nice game, but Steph Curry's been doing that his entire career. Steph Curry did that four years ago. Why would you say there's no reason to talk about them? They're out of the playoffs. Like, why would you bring him up? There's no reason to bring him up uh, yeah, right it, now. It, it like, seems why like, would you talk about that? It right? seems like insecurity. If it was, If it was a person... Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. It seems like insecurity of of what they are not in this year, right? Like they're not in the playoffs, right? They've had the worst playoff showing this year from any other time, and that's we've we've talked about the stats. So they're embarrassed. They're metaphorically licking their wounds and then they just have to show that they're better than everybody. But Which all, all they're trying to do, they're obviously they're not trying to make anybody else believe it. They're trying to make themselves believe it. Right. Like there's a reason there's a reason why um Michael Jordan never called himself the goat. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to, because everybody already did it for him. You don't. You don't have to. A good-looking girl doesn't have to go around and tell you she's good-looking. Everybody already does it for her. She knows. She doesn't have to say it. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who's truly wealthy or successful or strong or in, you know runs fast, whatever, whatever the case may be. They they don't have to tell you that. Everyone knows. It's clear. We we don't need you to tell us that LeBron James is a great player. We all know. You're so insecure to try to prove it to to yourself that he's something that he's not, that he's the greatest of all time because he's not. That you have to bring him, literally, have to bring him up in. Any con- like I am convinced that there is not an NBA game that goes on that somebody that a LeBron fan will not bring up LeBron, but he has nothing to do with it. And some of it's LeBron's fans, and then some of it's also the some of the talking head shows that I'm pretty sure there's at least a person on each of those shows that is paid by LeBron and his people to bring up things about him because there's no other explanation for it. And again. I'm not saying anything negative about LeBron as a person. I'm not even saying anything negative about LeBron as a basketball player. He's an amazing basketball player. But how how can you possibly watch Game 7 between Giannis and KD, the Nets and the Bucks, and somehow your first thought to write, to type out on social media where everybody can see, for the world can see, 
is about LeBron James, whose team was eliminated two weeks ago, where he had a terrible playoffs this year. Terrible. Gave up on his team again. Third documented time where he pretty much gave up on a team in the playoffs. Those are facts. So I went, why would I talk about it? Why would I bring it up? I'm a Steph Curry fan. You know, they lost in the play-on game, and both playing games were excited. They lost by three to the Lakers, and they lose, you know, to Memphis. And, man, it's unfortunate, you know, but they were good games. And I owe my boy Q, Coach Q, Coach Quincy Simpson, shout out to him. I owe him dinner because I, I lost on that bet when early in the year where I said that they were going to be a playoff team. Hey, and I owned it said, hey, man, you're going to be eating good for me when I see you in AAU on the circuit. Cool, man, right? And then I haven't said anything, a word about it since then. I haven't brought up Steph Curry. I haven't said, oh, man, he's – but he made 300 threes again this year. Or, oh, he did this. Or, let's, let's watch a bunch of highlights from him. Or let's look at his stats from 2018. Or No. Why would you do that? Why not talk about yeah. the success that's here and now? Yeah. Let's, let's just enjoy the here and now. Especially after the last you know 16 months of our 14 days of flattening the curve. You know, that we're getting closer to hopefully getting through can be taken away so let's just enjoy it while we can see great games and see great players play and you know fans are more and more fans are able to get get to these games and you know i just i just i just it was it was troubling me and i i saw it and i was like you know i'm gonna at least mention this i should have wrote something down so i didn't like go on a tangent and was more coherent but basic of the same you know this (laughs) of the of the issue is the same why would why would you possibly be thinking about lebron james right now after watching that game like (laughs) it was such a great game like who are you trying to prove it to like i don't i don't understand like just enjoy it enjoy it sounds like they might be compensating Let's move straight into the playoffs, shall we? Let's talk about games that are actually happening. Yeah. Let's talk about the here and now, if you will. You mean like the game that's happening right now that we're watching while we're talking about this? Actually, let's just just start with that. Let's just start with that. Western Conference, we got the second round matchups. It is the number one seed Suns versus the number four seed Clippers. Suns are up on this one by one. Next game is well now, now. right, yeah, right, right, right now. now. As we're talking, right we're, now. we're watching yeah. it. Um, we hundred, we hundred percent are. Yeah, we're hundred yeah. percent watching it right now. Yep. And you know, uh, Suns won the last one by a close margin, one twenty to 114 yeah and obviously both of these teams are missing critical players obviously you know this by now Kawhi Leonard obviously out for the Clippers uh Chris Paul obviously still out for the uh the Suns Paul George had a great game in game one 34 4 and 5 in 39 minutes he was plus and here's the thing they lost by six in the time that he was on the floor for those 39 minutes they were plus one so that means in the nine minutes that wasn't on the floor they must have been minus seven because they lost by six i did that math in my head um reggie jackson had a great game in 39 minutes himself he was plus four 24 six and four 
Richard Jackson, former Detroit Pistons point guard. Um, speaking about former Detroit Pistons, Marcus Morris, though, had a, had a he had a rough game. In uh, 21 minutes, he only had 6 points on 3 of 11 shooting. He was minus 11. They lost by 6. He was minus 11 in his 21 minutes. You know, DeMarcus Cousins sighting, actually. He played 13 minutes, scored 11 points. So we're all excited about that, right? Well, he was minus 11 in those 13 minutes. So really, they weren't good minutes. And speaking about terrible minutes, Rajon Rondo in 22 minutes had 8.7 assists, was a minus 14. Wow. You know, and by the way, we'll talk about the Hawks here in a second. The Hawks made a great trade when they traded Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams because Lou Williams gives them that scoring off the bench, that sixth man, that scoring threat for the second unit. And, you know, Rondo kind of hurts the Clippers, at least he did here. Obviously for the Suns, Devin Booker was outstanding. 6-1-6, love. Way to go, D-Book. 40, 40, 13, and 11. That's right, 40, 13, and 11. Plus six. They won by six. He was plus six in 44 minutes. Um, great game by him. You know, Deontay 18 with uh, with 20 and nine was was great. You know, Cameron Payne, who was the person who filled in uh, for Chris Paul, being still in safety product protocol uh, after testing positive for COVID. 29 minutes, 11 points, nine assists, a plus 14. Great game from Cameron Payne. Uh, and, you know, and, and Torrey Craig and Cameron Johnson both had really good games off the bench for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, Suns. Torrey Craig had 15 minutes, eight points, plus 18. And then Cameron Johnson, 24 minutes, 12 points, plus 14. Wow. So yeah, Torrey, Torrey Craig in 15 minutes was plus 18 in a game that they won by six. That's really, really impressive. Great work, uh, out of your bench. And you, you know, that's yeah, obviously just just really good stuff, you know, from them. But yeah, they won game game one, which they're at home, so technically, you know, they're supposed to um, win at home. I mean, that's the idea. Now it's game two. Game two. We're in the third quarter. Cameron Payne's having a huge game. Right now, he has over 20 points. He has 23, to be exact. Um, you know, Devin Booker's been struggling. He only got 11 right now. You know, Deontay with 12 and 8 right now. Paul George only has 12. Reggie Jackson, 13. Uh, and the score, the Clippers have five less points than the Suns do at this current time with less than eight minutes, but more, <laughs> but more than seven minutes left in the third quarter. The team in the darker <laughs> jerseys. In between seven and eight minutes left to go in the third quarter, there's a team that is up by more than six, or less than six, but more than four. Yeah, yeah. How obscure can we get? Yeah, let's see. Let's see how good how good we can do with this, right? It's, it's good. It's good time. Um, but yeah, I, I want the Suns to win for two reasons. Number one, Devin Booker's on the team and uh, he grew up in Granville, Michigan. Uh, shout out to, to my 616 boys. He used to play for the Grand Rapids Storm. Drew Zydema, Drake Harris, all my boys there. Um, for Jason Martin, the, the head of the Grand Rapids Storm. 
I, I mean, I've known him since he was very, very young. I haven't seen him since he was like a sophomore in high school. I'm not going to pretend like we're friends or anything, but I definitely support him. Um, so that's number one. And number two, at the beginning of the playoffs, I put down a $10 bet for the Suns to win the championship at some decent odds. Like that $10 will get me 160 if they win. So I'm, I'm call me crazy. I'm rooting for the Suns here. Well, you know, I I got to disagree. I mean, well, I mean, not disagree with your rooting, but I got to root for the Clippers. I, I really want to say, Ben, do well, say I want the Clippers to win this because I want to I want to see the Clippers not clip. Right. I want to see the underdog actually make it right. Like for once, it gives me hope for the Lions. The Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, did you want to add? No, you know, I was just gonna say that that is a fair point. Yeah, I, the Clippers not clipping would be would right. be would be great. Yeah, I just yeah, that's the biggest thing I yeah. want. Moving straight into the Eastern Conference Finals, we have the third seed Bucks versus the fifth seed Hawks. This one is tied because they haven't played. Well, true, yeah. true story. Yeah. Yeah. The first game will be Wednesday, 8.30. TNT in Milwaukee. Yeah, tomorrow night as we're filming this, maybe tonight as you're listening to it, depending on when you're listening to it. Maybe it already happened, depending on when you listen to it. But whenever you happen to listen to it, we appreciate you listening. Um, but, uh, yeah. We talked about Giannis and what he's done in his last five games as the, as the Bucks went four and one quickly just with the rest of the uh, the box and we'll, we'll tie it all in together for the playoffs this is playoffs only Giannis is averaging 28 and a half well 28.8 13.6 rebounds five and a half assists a game Chris Middleton's averaging 23.3 eight rebounds four and a half assists Drew Holiday's averaging 15.3 5.9 rebounds, 7.2 assists a game. Brooke Lopez is actually averaging 13 points, 7.5 rebounds a game. And then you know I had to mention this because he played at Lansing Sexton. Michigan guy, Brent Forbes, is averaging 8.5 points a game. And then P.J. Tucker has been playing outstanding defense and gets a lot of credit. And just keep that in mind, what I just said. P.J. Tucker gets a lot of credit for the defense that he played on Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant scored 40 in like two of the last three games. So just just keep that in mind that everyone gives love to how great P.J. Tucker was doing on defense and how much he was giving Kevin Durant fits. And he he had a 48-17 rebound, 13 assists, triple-double, and another 40 spot in, in, in two of the last three games. So, yeah, once just again, keep that in mind. Once again, Live in the moment. Yeah, live in the moment. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. enjoy what you are seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now for the Hawks. Let's talk about Trey Young's last five games, should, sh- shall we? They've won three of their last four. Trey Young with a little 39 7, 34 and 12, 21 and 10, 25 and 18 assists. Yes, 25 and 18 assists, 28 and 8. So solid games for him as well. I mean, truly, the, the best overall game, obviously, is that 25-point, 18-assist game because even if, and they, I'm sure, obviously, they weren't, 
But even if every single one of those assists was on a two-point basket, that's still 36 extra points, plus the 25 that you scored yourself. Right. Right? So do the math. You're, you know, involved of a lot of points for your team. Like, that's yeah. really, really, really impressive that, what, 61 points? Yep. Or because of Trey Young? Yep. Pretty solid, you know? Pretty solid. Um, but And for the, for the playoffs, he's averaging 29.1 points, 10.4 assists overall in 38 minutes. John Collins, 13.9, 8.5 rebounds. Uh, Bernagovich actually has been good with 13.8 points a game. Dino Garali has been good with 12.5 points a game. Kevin Hurz, 11.6. Clint Capella, 10.3 points a game. And then leading the, the NBA average in rebounding at 11.6 rebounds a game. Just a nice... Just a nice young team, you know. RJ Barrett, a couple other guys. They got some, you know, starters out, but just, just a couple, of, just a nice team having a nice run. You know, they beat the Knicks, then they beat, which you know some people expected, but not everybody, and then they beat the 76ers, which no one expected. And we're not going to pile on Ben Simmons or anybody else on the 76ers. Everybody else has done that. We don't have to do that. Um, we're talking about who's still playing. So, like, it's just, it's a great story. I love Trey Young, so it would be great if the Hawks won. Saying that, the Bucks are clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. They absolutely should and need to. They need to win this series. It's set up perfectly for them. I mean, we talked about earlier about, you know, Steve Nash maybe not being the best coach in the world, all the injuries that the Nets had. Well, th- so this is this is the year to get the Nets. Like, because if everything comes back the same next year, if Kyrie, KD, and James Harden are healthy all year, get to play each other all ye- with with each other all year, get to, you know, figure out how each other works together and all this, yeah, you're in trouble. So now's the time, but like you better you better win it this year because it's probably not you're probably not getting out of the East again for at least the next two or three years. So you better do it now. So the Bucks need to win this series. I think they should win this series. I think everybody thinks they should win this series, and I think I think they will win the series. I actually think the Hawks might take Game One. Just because the Bucks, after playing, you gotta have one, right? After playing a long overtime game on, on you know, on Saturday, and then they did get the extra day off. Uh, obviously, not you know, not playing you know Monday, not playing again until Wednesday. But the Hawks have had a little bit more time off. They're kind of rolling right now, so I think the Hawks might actually steal Game One, and then I think. The, the Bucks win this series in, in five or six. Like, I really think they're yeah. going to... I mean, they were down 0-2 to the Nets and then won four of their next five. The Nets are better than the Hawks. So, if they can win four of five... <laughs> if they can win four out of five against the Nets, they can definitely win four out of five against the Hawks. So, like, I I, I could see them losing game one and then... I, I could see them losing game one and then winning the next four and winning the series in five. I really do. But I'll say I'll say Bucks and I'll, I'll say Bucks and six, and uh, just to officially 
can give the prediction on the Western Conference because I didn't do it. I think Suns and Six as well. And that brings us to a close. I got a quick question for you. Oh, boy. Here we go. I got a question. Quick fire. Oh, rapid fire. What's your prediction for the championship? What you got? Okay, well, if if what I saying is correct and it's Bucks Suns mm-hmm. in the championship, I I will say that God, this is tough. Because I would be rooting for the Suns. But I think the Bucks would win the series in six. I think the Suns got one. Okay. You'd say Bucks and five. Okay. I mean, either way, I think that's the outcome. I mean, ultimately, I think they got one. But time will tell. You haven't got to us, all you listeners out there. Yeah. We need to know what you would like us to do for the finals. For the NBA finals. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, we, need to... we can't televise it, but maybe we could right. do. We, we can't. We can't televise it, but by a live show of us reacting to why we watch it. Oh boy, that could be us reacting would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be an interesting one. Yeah, we like to react about things. Um, and in, Shwanda in is is quite yeah. animated. Yeah. As we uh, watch a game, that's true. It is quite. Uh, I was. I was. There should have been a camera on me tonight watching the NBA lottery because I was very animated as, as the picks were were coming down and I was like, no pistons, no pistons, no pistons. Okay, we're gonna be in the top four. Okay, not not four, three. Okay, don't be two, two. Yes, that means we're one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was. It was. It was fun. It it was. It was fun. But yeah. So let uh, let us know uh, right on. Social medias. Yep, social medias. Hit us up. I mean, obviously. Find us at you, Stage you can, Left Lounge. Stage Left Lounge. All eyes on you hoops for me. Uh, also on my website, where I'll, we have a Flagrant Friends page with all the episodes where you can click right there. We'll go to the Podbean. You can click on them all. They're all right there. There's a comment section there. So, yeah, let us let us know um, what you want us to do, what you think we should do, any ideas. Because, obviously, just doing a weekly show during the finals. I mean, if we uh, do, yeah. you know, if we do a, a if we do a preview show before game one, who knows that by the next week the series could be over. And then, yeah. and then we could do a recap, but you know, then I feel like we don't give you the content that you all deserve. So it's probably going to be a daily show. If there's a game, we're gonna do like, something for it. Yeah, every, yeah. If, if once the finals hit, so you got every other day or every two days there's a yeah. game because sometimes they do the extra day rest or right. that stuff. That's right. Yep. Like if there's a game, hey, that next day we we need to talk about the game. Yep. You know, because sometimes we're not the podcast that you need, but we're the podcast you deserve. The Flagrant Friends podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Rose with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge recording studio. Join us next week for more NBA news.